What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Welcome, everybody, to the Thursday Night Gig Worker Rodeo Roundtable. And tonight is the one-year anniversary, so thought of a few different things. And I know we played a game over over the holidays, but, um, I, you know, I actually th- think that in true Rodeo Roundtable style, we have a lot of news to talk about, actually. And some of it's pretty good. And it's not the kind of good stories we've been looking for, just kind of good Samaritan stuff. There's some good news for gig workers here tonight. So those of you that maybe, you know, are like, what bad news they got? Well, I'm sure there will be some <laughs> and we'll debate some, but but some is good, you know. Uh, was that clickbaity enough? But before we jump in, I, I really want to thank all these amazing people who make this weekly forum possible. Kim, John, Hannibal, Gary, um, all of which I think bring a different and great voice to our conversations and i consider all of them great friends and uh for any reason you're not subscribed to any of them get subscribed what are you doing um links are in the show notes and um chat people i will say hi to you in a little bit see who else uh kind of drops in um but uh thomas and everybody here already question from thomas right there (laughs) it threw me off one of our first scene or two I'm redecorating. <laughs> I'm in the process of getting a new backdrop, so stay tuned. Hmm. Nice. So, um, yeah. Oh, hey, thanks, Xander. Appreciate that, oh, man. Thank you. I was just I was just texting with Xander today. Um, okay. Uh, oh. Obviously, before we begin, too, I want to also thank all of the amazing guests that we've had. Um, I think that over the past year, we've had some really, I know we've had really good shows with the five of us, but we've had some really good guests, too, um, and really good conversations. I was looking back through them, and, you know, and one thing I noticed, too, now, I was trying to see, like, who have we missed and whatnot, and I noticed that one week we had... Um, uh, when when the first time Atlanta Delivers was here, Pedro sat on the panel, but Pedro has never been a guest on this show, which I find crazy, right? So we got to get Pedro to be a guest because, yes, we're going to do some guests. It won't be weekly. We'll still do this, but when there's a good guest to be had on a good week, bring in some now again. I mean, we used to, yeah, we used uh, to do that every week. 
Isn't it just because of the Thursday? He has some kind of plan. I don't even know what he does, but something. No, no. I mean, Thursday. I think now it would work. That was so long ago. That was a year yeah. ago, Hannibal. <laughs> I was flying by, right? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Fly. It's been like a year. I think. And there were even weeks that, you know, or I guess the Atlanta one we did in the day. That's why it worked. I don't know. Maybe Thursday still doesn't work for him. But if it ever did, it would be nice to get him out here. Because I was looking back. We've had everybody else pretty much. I mean, <clears throat> some no, people a few times. Yeah, but we stopped. Like, when did we stop taking guests? But I feel like there's a new crop they start of pissing us off, man. <laughs> One of the last ones we had, I remember, was a bad connection. It was not gig-wise from YouTube, but gig-wise from TikTok, who has a lot of following and movement on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And he had a hor- he's actually from my uh, hometown, Lansing, Michigan. But he had a horrible connection, and he was, uh, I guess it's even less than the government internet I got, Gary. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> have you had Gig Life on here? Um, you know, we never have had Gig Life. And and actually, I reached out to him once, and then I probably a couple more times because Hannibal suggests I do it through Instagram. Then I just kind of left it alone. And about two months ago... He got back to me on a message on an Instagram message I had sent him like eight months ago. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I'm so sorry I missed this once. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I almost forgot, but I think we were trying to have you on the round table. And luckily it's still going. we we haven't been doing guests lately, but we will. I would love to have you on. So I think we're cool with it now. I just thought he was blowing me off. <laughs> Damn, thank you, Thomas. Yeah, thank um, you, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, we've had, we've just it's had. It's hard some... to have guests though whenever they don't have a good connection, or if they got a lot of background noise. Well, we're gonna, and that's yeah. maybe that's kind of the thing is like you know, hey, well, you know, like I'll run a test a list. with, with yeah. the questionable ones, like, or if we haven't had them on before and don't know, like if your internet's worse than mine, <laughs> you can't go. On. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. But no, I mean, actually, my ours isn't that bad. But. I always think there's a, like a level of diminishing returns when it comes to internet, especially you know nowadays. They want you to have the fastest five gigabyte, whatever Google. I don't think we need that. Yeah. Um, yes, we do. Yes, we do. You know I mean, if you're streaming, maybe, I mean, how fast? How fast do you need it, Gary? Though. Yeah. I know. I I prefer at least a gigabyte internet. At least. At least a gigabyte. Yeah. Okay. I'm sitting here happy with my, you know, 250. I mean, I mean, that's what I think because I mean, you're you're streaming, so you know, streaming. I know. I've just I wonder where the quality of the stream really. I mean, yes, there are some exceptions, but I don't think I have the devices that those exceptions would be where I need quite that much. It's nice to have it. Well, like I can tell you, for yours, for example, you get choppy at times. Oh yeah, dude. Ours, in fact, I won't even. I'll tell you this. Well, I'll just tell you. So, um, but I should have known better. I, dude, I put our Century Link in way before the pandemic, like two years, right? And um, I hadn't looked in a while. And they were like, Do you want? I had to call them for something. I never do, right? I auto bill through my bank, all this. But I had to call them for something. First time in like since the pandemic, maybe. And they're like, you want to upgrade your plan because basically they do 999 for some reason 
they won't call it a gig a true right. gig. none of them do it's okay well for whatever reason that's what they're doing but it's the gig service but uh she was like you know do you want to upgrade to that and i was like well what are we running and i'll just kind of say we were about 20 percent <laughs> maybe even like 15 percent same as john probably and so and she's and i'm like well how much is it to upgrade she's like 15 bucks a month i'm like seriously that's how they get you do you know but i'm gonna i'm doing that like yeah why would you not <laughs> it's 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 like seven times as fast i mean i don't have it yet because i gotta swap out the router nope, i gotta go out and, and router oh yeah no but, well, that's um, the trick you don't 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 ask for it make them offer it to you well, they did. Give you I think she was like, "We've been waiting for you to call, stupid." Everybody need to give my company a call and be like, "Hey, I want to quit. Do you got faster internet for me? Five dollars more a month." That's why whenever I go visit Steve, I gotta get hotel rooms. I have to have good internet. <laughs> no, my neighbor's got some, and there's a school across the street. <laughs> yeah, this is in the middle of a hot spot. Yeah, I mean, dude, we've all had internet issues. I mean, Hannibal's had them too. Huh? Well, I have internet issues. I definitely have some camera issues. I just looked this okay. up really okay. quick on the states with the fastest internet. I got 5G. So if you guys can guess, what state you think has the fastest internet speed? Florida, Oklahoma. No. Kansas. Uh, actually, Kansas. <laughs> I would say I would say honestly that Colorado's in the top. I'm curious though because I but I California is up there, but I don't think they're it the depends fastest. Though, like the fastest internet is not always the fastest. You gotta look for the fast fastest that's available North Dakota. to the public. North well, I'm Dakota. only going with the with the high speed internet.com is telling me, Gary. So I'm not sure what their uh, credentials are. Unbroken driver Steve is saying Wyoming. Well, I'm Wyoming. saying North Dakota, man. I'm saying Kansas. Uh, all wrong. Uh, Delaware. Delaware is number one. Jersey is number two. Uh, Maryland is three. Apparently, East Coast have... You know what? East Coast states have the most... Uh, at least the fastest internet. I don't so, know if I've heard this before, but in like the Northeast, like Virginia, Maryland, yeah. a, lot, a lot of like online gamers, professional gamers live in those states or move to those places because of the internet. So what's the, we think is the worst state with... <laughs> Wait, it says the average download speed <laughs> Hawaii. No, no, get this. It says the average Alaska. download speed is 145 megabytes a second, though. Yeah. So you only need 250. Yeah. I mean, right now, I'm on 44 megabytes a second right now, but this is wireless. But the number you see number one, the worst is West Virginia. So really? I'm thinking you must, yeah. Then Montana. Well, two is Montana. Wyoming is three. Wyoming is the third worst. Where's where's so. North Dakota? It's it's up there, huh? Like number twelve. What about Alaska. They don't have Alaska here. Unranked. So it's not that it's not in the middle, bad. I guess. Yeah, it's not they bad. don't have internet up there. They just have ESL or something. What are you what are you doing? <laughs> what operation you got set up? I got a, I got a two gigabyte service in my house. How much that's pretty good. There's so many connect there's so many devices connected in my house right now, just sucking up all the internet. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think that list is accurate because 145 is megabits per second. Isn't that Pretty like old. your own T2 line? Like no. 
Yeah, most people don't have gigabyte. Like, <laughs> well, that's what I was just. That's what I just got offered for fifteen bucks more. And what was it? That nine nine nine. Yes, and, one and short I, of I a can gigabyte. actually go up. I can actually, like Thomas said, I can go up to five uh, gigabits per second. Is it five gigabits or just like five G? Like Verizon has five G. No, I mean they call it they call it five gig. I mean, it's actually four point something something, but it's, it's round up. It's yeah, like four point five one. Yeah. It's like five gig in it. Yeah. Listen, shout out to fifty six K modem. I remember it. I, I I was raised on it. You know, you, you hey, use the phone. You know, someone pick up the phone. You hear that terrible noise. It took probably thirty minutes to download one song on Napster. Yeah. Those were the good old days. I remember the, the good old days when 56K was the fast internet. I, I remember when we had to put yeah. the, the, the CD in our thing and install it. <laughs> I think I had a 28.8. Man, you just oh, made all of us look Net, really that was old. Net zero, I got one better. Yeah. When I was growing up, I listened to A-track tapes because that's what was Why, okay. well, really? my grandparents had a had a phone that was a rotary on the wall with a, like a 60 foot cord i had that too <laughs> my grandparents had that too <laughs> so you could go all the way upstairs with the phone yeah oh so that was crazy. wireless kind of with wire mine wasn't wireless i had that really long 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 phone cord that just stretched across the whole house (laughs) everybody had to lift it up and move it and you you could follow that thing to somebody's room (laughs) that was that was that was the og cordless phone (laughs) that thing was like thousand foot long or something Forever, it's bad. <laughs> uh, back in the days when a mixtape was really a mixtape, you had to dub it. You had to, then you had to get the next oh, tape. There was, there the was work song. involved, man. Exactly. It was a, yeah, mixtape was a, it was a labor of love. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Thomas just asked, Am I older than Hannibal? I don't know. Am I Hannibal? Uh, I'll be 39 this year. Oh, yeah, I'm older. <laughs> Yeah. So it goes, Gary's the oldest. No, no, me. Steve yeah. is the oldest. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Get that shit right, Grandpa. No, I think Gary, wait, Gary and I, I think, are the same age, right, Gary? I. How old am I? Wow. Uh, 42? <laughs> oh, then I am older than Gary, so. Oh, so <laughs> Damn. Wait, what month is your birthday in Hannibal? Uh, September. Okay, then I am older. You're the youngest. Yeah. yeah. Seems that baby. Right. <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, let's jump into some of this, but I want to say hi to whoever's here first. Uh, what's up, Thomas? What's up, traditional IC? Hi, Marissa. Um, what's up, Tremaine? What's up, Holly? Uh, what's up, Thomas? I think I already saw you. Uh, what's up, Chris Taylor? How are you? What's up, Brandon? I Tremaine. stopped by your program. Remember, Gary, his is right before this. So. Uh, what's up, Xander? Oh, I, I was taking a nap because I'm uh, old. I think you already <laughs> said hi. But hi, Holly. Um, and uh, what's up, Unbroken Driver? Lisa Reinhardt. Uh, who else do I see? Hey, Holly and Hannibal share a birthday. You yes. Do? You know who I share a birthday with? Ash from Canada. That's weird because you guys are like brother and sister too. What's up, Daniel K? How are you, man? Uh, And uh, Sassy, how are you? Obviously, Xander. And yeah, I think we're caught up there. And anybody anybody else checking this out tonight? Thank you. This is our year anniversary. 
And uh, like I said, in rodeo style, we're going to jump into some news because there's some news. Um, so I love this because, you know, we always talk about uh, um, surveys or things done and how many people were involved. Where was it done through? Well, here's one of the best, like this one actually has real stats and it was done by a legit thing. And I will name, I will source it here in one second, but Cranes, New York. Um, so they did, they, the, uh, the University of California, Los Angeles Labor Center did a, um, did an analyzation of New York's 2019 change to have a driver pay minimum. Okay. And they wanted to see the effects since then. And so 2019 through 2022, um, since the 2019 driver pay minimum uber and lyft have made more money off the fares and nyc drivers are making less than they were across the board hmm. so i i point this out because i say you know gary and i talk about this all the time and i i mean everybody we all talk about it but gary and i talk about it on on fridays too i feel like and it's you guys this is that in this and and again the here's the analyzed uh data 50 million city rides oh, that's a lot that's right. enough to call it a real study right and it's it, saying that if you if we move to a minimum kind of like you know like not to, what is know. their minimum in new york though isn't it like 20 it's, so it's but it's okay but then you have all the taxes they do all the taxes and stuff up from two so it's just like 27 that they were, remember they were hoping on the bump to like 29 right so it was, it's like been like 27, 16 or something, but like most of the drivers say like, once you remove everything, you're at about 17. And I was like, remove everything, <laughs> like the taxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like they're all, yeah, they're saying, yeah, 26, 16, but like they're making 17 and it's that floor ceiling thing. They can't get higher. Maybe sometimes during some surge and stuff, but it's so random. Like the good drivers who were making good money or even decent money, that is no longer a thing. And this study, totally independent, does not. The University of California, uh, Los Angeles uh, Labor Center guys, if anything, would be would lean the other way too. They would not lean. They do. They don't want to put this report out. It actually gave me a lot of faith in them. Because right, normally yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a bad analysis or showed. Who does a study though, removing taxes and all that? It's like taking a W two job and saying you make twenty five dollars an hour, but after taxes, I don't make twenty five dollars an hour. Right, but this is the. I mean, this is the whole package. Looking at the whole thing and saying, like, look, dude, across the board, they can't earn like they did, and even the ones coming in. Are so doing they can't. Horribly. So they can't get above twenty seven. I'm not talking about the fees, taxes, operating expenses. They can't get above twenty. I mean, they they probably can if it's surging. If you know, I mean, there's like events, but people that knew how to go work New York, just pre this too. I'm not talking about 2015 when it was great. Right. I'm talking about just pre these changes of 2018 to 2019 i knew people in new york who went out and would drive like or i'd talk to them on the podcast and whatnot they they wouldn't drive for like less than 45 and usually made upward of 60 that was whatever times they were driving that's what they needed to make or what they wanted to make so they were probably driving all the prime times and all that kind of stuff but and then they went to the the block system got rid of the blocks but kept the minimum pay 
And as we know, dude, I mean, you guys, minimum pay does not come from anywhere. You know, minimum pay comes from the top earners. I mean, you, you got to offset it. You got to take these people that are earning nothing who demanded that they earn 27 that becomes 17. And you got to be able to bring them up there. You can't just make up that number. So yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm not surprised by it, but I'm really glad to see a study done that really nobody can contest. In fact, it's in, uh, all, like everything, it's on uh, rideshareradio.com. It's in today's post, and it's the Cranes New York article, and it has the uh, full data packets, I think, are linked within that article. So um, everything you would want to know is in there, but that is a sign that we don't need Prop 22 type stuff. We don't need, because in even Prop 22 that seems a little better than some of the rest, it's it's starting to struggle, and it's starting to ruffle feathers and things aren't working out so well it's not a long-term solution right yeah. it never and that's the thing right I, you and, know, and it I, never I think was. we've said this more often this you know over this last few months that anytime you're involving them in telling us what we should be making is going to cap us on what we can be making yeah you know and, and like you said is so, it 27 yeah. i don't know it might be 32 yeah. but like you probably don't get to 32 much Right. And, and I hate when studies do that. Like, let's take out this. Let's take out that. No, just it, you're a contractor. Do your straight hourly pay. You know, stop taking stuff out of it. Right. This one seems legit. Be, be, well, I mean, it's oper like operating expenses for Hannibal versus me are going to be different. So, you know, you can't take his and say, oh, yeah, it's for everybody. Right. No, but if you're taking 50 million anonymous city rides so you're not taking specific riders but they're they're taking the rides but they're not a like they're they're dropping the amount that people are earning though based off of generic numbers <laughs> they're not basing it off of each individual driver that's doing those see what i'm saying like they're saying because you said they 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 make around 27 but it's actually 17 after expenses or whatever yeah yeah, yeah i don't even know how that works number. man that's a generic you know? number yeah, but that's a number that's been proven by other studies, too. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they just didn't feel like doing because that's already been done. You could probably find different answers on it, but I know that's already been done. Like, because I've seen what were the expenses. I just don't happen to remember. This was years ago. Well, yeah. I mean, you know? everybody has their. I mean, take a Prius now, the best car for rideshare. You ain't going to have the same expenses if somebody on Ford Explorer. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> hey, you know, it is what it is, but you know, cranes is a but source yeah, that I, I often I use. This is cranes New York, um, specifically, uh, good reputation, trustable source, and the article is legit. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know. That was the that was one of the big ones I had for tonight. Um, in fact, I mean, there's kind of a lot of big ones. I saw that. Uh, to go along with that, that Uber's revenue rose 49% in the last three months of 2022 to $8.6 Its That's drivers amazing. racked up 2 billion trips for the first time, an increase from $1.7 a year before. So the number of people using the service jumped from 11% or jumped 11% to $131 million. But then here's the, here's the kicker. Um, so the article further says, but is Uber making money? So the answer to that is yes, but not from its billions of rides at all. 
The company reported $595 million in quarterly profit, but that's that's due to the investments that it made. I'm starting to wonder if like some of those siphoned off deals, pairing ups with the um, you know, autonomous, I, I don't even know, maybe money's doing weird stuff, you know, but it's funny because this is this would if this is legit, this would be the first profitable quarter other than the one that they can claim from about five years ago, but really it wasn't a profitable because they had to trade some of their equity. So I'm actually glad that they made a profit because like now I'm I'm at my break even point on my stock with them because it was profitable this quarter. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Actually, yeah. actually you think I'm actually uh, uh, up a little bit on him because the average, but it was a massive. Uh, what was it 595 million <laughs> profit? You know, this, yeah, I mean, it's something. I mean, well, you know, five, it's, five, actually, 595 million for what they've been predicting to make every year isn't good. It's not good. I mean, that's better than losing. No, no, of <laughs> yeah, course it is. Mean. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, for the amount they've lost over the years, they've they've always predicted 1.5 to two billion dollar profit quarters. Maybe yeah. the year ended up that way. They have well, a couple more quarters this yeah. year, like that, maybe. But I mean, the biggest thing is that they've they've kept those pandemic level high prices, and then you have more people riding again, and um, well, it's just the cost is too much. Um, good for them though. Good for the shareholders. Yeah, Gary. I mean, you know, it, again, the fact that it's coming from other sources or other investments is, you know, we gotta I mean, make, we gotta make it, sure we gotta make sure Gary's investments are are you know sound <laughs> and they're right. But I mean, money. like it's like Uber <laughs> made money gambling the money that they're trying to make as a company is how I, how I look at it. Like they didn't make the money. They got lucky with some plays they did, but the company that does rideshare didn't make money. <laughs> Isn't that what it, the plan is? It's, it seems even with DoorDash that they're going to try to allocate funds to go to something else that can maybe help them make money where they know there's a limit to doing this so that they're investing in acquiring companies. So I'm assuming that's the plan from the whole time. I think right? most, like, yeah, most companies do at some point, but usually yeah. companies are in a profit when they start expanding well, like that. Yes, I think yes, this sorry. one's like reaching, like we can't make a profit. Let's just start doing that stuff. Let's figure this out. There. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> trying to make it a loss leader. That's a smart strategy though. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, they identified early that their their yeah. main business is a loss leader. They're like, okay, we're not going to make yeah. the money, so we just gotta, we just gotta still get the people and figure out how else we're going to make the money. The the product of getting a ride whenever you want is it's very strong. People, I think, people who are broke will still order Ubers. They whatever they last a bit amount of money because you know most of the people in the country are a bit irresponsible when it comes to paying with their finances. But they will still order an Uber. <laughs> they will still order a Lyft. Well, I don't know about a Lyft, but an Uber. So they still have that strong customer uh, base there. So it's just trying to find a way to actually make a profit, right? That's that's the goal. Yeah, I mean, well, I, you know, they did. And if if yeah. if as long as they're profiting there, they can keep the rideshare going and stuff. I think the hope is, man, like, look, let's just real quickly mention this because I don't have much on it, but Lyft reported its earnings. Or whatever. Do they have earnings? <laughs> well, they, they earned money. Lyft reported right. their numbers. Revenue. Their revenue. Yeah. <laughs> their, their numbers, yeah. They did something. Lyft <laughs> put the numbers out. 
And um, here's here's the summary of it, though. They put them out uh, February 9th, an hour or right at close, closing bell for trading. And normally aftermarket is not active with rideshare at all. Um, Lyft plummeted 30 uh, percent in after hours trades that day. I hope, I hope they sold not, not good. So that means the report came out. They were losing money. They're not worth anything anymore. And people were like, let's hear this out at least. And then 30% of it got sold off. Like, nope. Don't like any of those ideas. <laughs> yeah. But again, my hope, my or my my guess, my, my hope, but my guess is that you know that's kind of why Uber, what Uber's doing. It's waiting it out. You know, like, like we were just saying. You know, like Lyft can't last that much longer. So Uber will have it. They can't. They're down to sixteen dollars a share. Yeah. Uber's what thirty five a share. Yeah. Well, you know, and Uber will and they and grow. they're on and those are different markets too. By the way, Uber's on the Dow lifts on the nasdaq right and the nasdaq not not to say it's easier but your valuation it, things can be can fluctuate a lot more in the nasdaq but you should have a higher value if you're going to compare it to the dow like you should have lift i mean first of all they should have a higher number than 17 anyway 16 because they not came out 17. what did they come out i, I can't even round this up they came out at 78 and they were to 39 the first day they're down 62 dollars a share Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I've never bought Lyft shares, but I, I believe in Uber. <laughs> um, well, before okay, before we go into these though, uh, Kim has uh, another happy story. <laughs> so I have another hijacking um, story. The reason why I actually chose this because this one actually has an ending and the charges, so we know kind Ooh. of what happens to the people who steal DoorDash or Uber drivers' cars. So this one involved a DoorDash driver. She went to a tavern to go pick up an order, left her 11-year-old son in the car, car running, went to go in. The guy jumped into her car, ran off with her car with her 11-year-old son in the car. The good news is, is I guess the hijacker realized there was a kid in the car, pulled over and let the kid out, but proceeded to steal, steal the car. So he actually got convicted um, the other day, and this was from 2021. So he just got convicted, it said last Friday. So these were the charges he got convicted of kidnapping grand theft of a motor vehicle petty theft and a misdemeanor so those were all the charges his um court date on his sentencing is still pending um so i don't know what, how long he'll be sentenced for but what i actually thought was kind of i don't know why ironic is the right word but he actually got ID'd and was in a lineup because he skipped his bill in the tavern. So the people in the tavern actually ID'd the guy because he skipped the bill before he pay your bills <laughs> and tip your, um, your bartender. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna say nothing, but man, you owe me money. 
I guess they get the forty dollars back for the tavern bill as well. It's like the, that's like the dumbest criminal <laughs> story. He was just making all types of mistakes. And then that kidnapping charge. I mean, kidnapping is a. I mean, obviously it's a big deal. But when yeah, you get hit you with that kind of charge, you're you're going to jail for a very long time. Yeah, it's interesting. How long did he have the kidnapping before? Like, he only, he had he obviously realized there's a child in the car. He probably stopped immediately. But that's considered kidnapping. Well, yeah, I just, he still I, I, kid, like literally had the kid in his possession. Who cares how long? The kid was uh, in his I'm, I'm hold a kid for justice. Is that, I don't know. It was like the other week we were talking about the kidnapping from the car was rolling from spot A to spot B. Right. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why I did this one because I we were all questioning what kind of charges does one face for kidnapping and stealing a car. So here is the answer to yeah, our I mean, question. Well, yeah, we kidnapping is like worse than a car stealing. Crimes though on ours. <laughs> Like, like, four <laughs> at, a, at 11 years old, though, why would you tell that kid to lock the doors? Yeah, why, should be kidnapping. That should be 11. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, to me, to me, I would leave my 11 year old in the car. I, I would. They're probably the kids they're, probably they're, in the car on a smartphone. They're old enough tablet. to lock and unlock the doors for me, things yeah. like that. But at no. 11 years old, how many 11 year olds have like AirPods on and they're watching their phone? Like, okay, mom's well, that, that's going why in. I'm like, whatever, dude. And then all of a sudden he looks up and goes, oh, that's not my mom. That's not my mom. Yeah, who oh, are you? Yeah, is, who he are didn't you? unlock the door for him. The door was left unlocked. That's the yeah, thing. but he, it, dude, he's playing his phone. There's no I, way. I don't he's care. That's when you turn your said. kid and say, hey, Lock the doors whenever I get out. Don't unlock them till I come back. Yeah, like that. That should be a standard rule if you're going to take your grab the phone out of their hand. Be like, hey, yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) I feel like there should be uh, drills you go through uh, again. Bring your kid with you. It's great prod for man. Great nothing happened to the kid, but again, I call this bad parenting. Yeah, because you took your kid dashing. You didn't set the rules with your kid. Hey, whenever I get out, you lock the car. That's true. At 11 years old, that's to me. I mean, great. The guy got caught. He shouldn't have been doing the crap anyways. Should have paid his tab, tipped his bartender, and not stole the car. But exactly. still, parents should I mean, be held accountable as well. Brandon says that uh, he has an 11-year-old grandson that can drive, so no worries at all. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, right. No worries, Brandon. Um, I mean, at 11, I think all of us at least drove once. Uh, <laughs> not Hannibal. He's the yeah, yeah. I'll be, yeah. New York City. There's, there's, there's no cars here. So what was the other one? What was the small misdemeanor? They didn't say. They didn't say. It just Skip said it misdemeanor. The it was probably the tab or not. <laughs> I didn't say probably like the tab you, <laughs> you missed out on. The tavern owner was like, no, we got to charge you. He called the cops pay. and he charged them. <laughs> like, I just on top too. I want my $40. Hey man, let me in on that. <laughs> he owes me some money too. <laughs> a vendetta. Um, I do want to go back, guys, for just a second and address a couple uh, JPs here. Um, hi, JP, and uh, always like to see you in the chat because you always have good things to say. And he's talking about what I was talking about. So let's go. He's got four up here. Um, Uber did not make a profit in the fourth quarter. What they are reporting is profits are adjusted. Uh, EBITA. Um, yeah. So okay, once you take a look at the. Okay, see, normally I do, and I deep dive this for the website, so I'm glad you're putting this out there. But I also like this comment because it goes like how you guys were when I was saying, like, maybe a bill you're like, maybe for a like this, look at 22, 22 was negative, almost negative 10 billion for a year. 
I mean, that's that's crazy. Um, all of the gig companies playing games, of course they are. You know, do they have cookbooks? They probably have cookbooks every one of three them. times over. They they probably got six sets of books. Yeah, they're like, who is it? The DOJ? Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? The NLRB? Here you go. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, they work together now. Give me those back. <laughs> Give me about an hour. You know, like. <laughs> Um, all of these numbers come directly. Yeah. You know, at least one thing, JP, for sure, though, that I can say is that usually they take a hit and there's no hiding it. So they, I'm, trust me, I'm not wearing an Uber shirt and getting paid by them. So <laughs> I'm pro Uber. Though. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, of course, you know, we want them around. They provide work. But I yeah. know for your stock reasons, but I mean, like, they provide work too. So we don't want that app to go away. We just want, some things to get more fine-tuned. We know it'll never right. be perfect, but it could be better than it is. And honestly, like this is one of the better reporting cycles for them, even if when you actually yeah. break it down, it's negative. I would still call this <clears throat> better. Yeah, I, I would call it better than previous years for sure. You yeah. know, but I mean, I've, I've said this in the past too. I don't think rideshare is built for nationwide or worldwide. I think it's built for city to city. Not and especially not with Lyft just nagging. It's I mean, Lyft had its chance to even surpass right. maybe Uber. I truly believe that I drove more Lyft for years. I barely Lyft did used any to be Uber. my favorite app. Lyft yeah, so yeah. I mean, I was doing Lyft all the time. They had the best like promotions. They didn't feel as much like games. Like you could make a lot of money driving for mm -hmm. Lyft. So oh, then it's bottom line. But now, you know, so I was, I always loved the fact you don't want a monopoly, right? So I loved the fact that they were doing this, but there was, I told Gary it before too. I can't remember exactly. I would maybe 2017. I feel like Lyft just said, Hey, let's throw out all these great ideas that have been working and just do everything Uber does. And it was at yeah. a time when Uber was failing in my market as it was. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like you were on, they had the momentum for sure. Well, see, I used to like Lyft because it was like they had a more personalized feel to them. You know, people getting in your car was your buddy, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And then, like you said, 2017, 2018 or something like that, they completely switched and started doing everything Uber did. Everything and they just Uber became, did. They just became a crappy ass company from there. Right. I was, mm -hmm. And it, it was weird to me because, I mean, I signed up at the end of the pink mustache. Mm hmm. I had a pink mustache. <laughs> it like like I, I like yeah. I, I signed up when you you got the pink mustache. You had the, the coat. Have the, the I have the coat. I have yep, the coat. I have the coat. Yeah. Uh, and and you actually had to meet with a mentor, and they inspected yeah. your car and all that stuff. Yeah, but dude, my ment. I think I've told you this. My mentor was the worst thing I've ever seen. I couldn't <laughs> believe. I had to meet him at like this at Sloan's Lake, which isn't that weird. It's kind of a centralized point. He's like, hey, meet the parking lot at Sloan's Lake. I met him there, and he's like, "So you just turn the app on, and when these pings come through, you just if you want to take it, you just take it." And he's like, and if you just want to sit at home and not take them, that's fine too. Really, you know, just do what you want. And sure. this this was at a time when it was a 85-15 split on the take to my advantage on the pay. And actually, if you fell below 80%, you were deactivated for good. Yep. Like there, that was an acceptance rate that wasn't even a daily base thing. That was overall. But what my thing is like I probably stayed in the 90s the whole time and not to not to not dip down there, but every ride was good. 
So why? Yeah, when I first started rideshare, I I don't think I declined very many at all. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because I mean it. You know, I mean, you really wanted the money, and every trip paid good. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I was too, man. Then it then Um, it went to crap. Those were the days. Like well, when I first started rideshare, it was like it was almost Bolton like rates. almost two dollars a mile is what drivers were paid, and now they're down to like fifty six cents a mile. So that's a huge loss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is. Um. So Gary, we were talking backstage about uh, um, where is uh, about your state getting uh. About Prop no, 22? about, about oh. <laughs> not if I can help it. <laughs> Coming for you, Prop eighty four or whatever you're going to be called. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I had Stephanie Vigil on the podcast. If any of you guys saw that, she was um, uh, she was a extreme left leaning um person who was running for a house seat in Colorado Springs, which is a right leaning city. Colorado is middle of the road leftish leaning but colorado springs is right leaning to the most we found it strange she was running in this thing as it was and she was a gig worker um she did doordash when i agreed to do the interview with her and again i have no problem doing interviews with i with like vina duball or some of the other people who i just don't see eye to eye with i just didn't know it going in because when i was introduced to her it was that she has a way a new idea for gig workers in Colorado. And I was like, who, I think it was uh, one of the people at Para. I know it was, I just won't say who, but um, that introduced me. And when they said, yeah, she's running for office and she's got this new idea that isn't a union. You should talk to her. Of course I said, I'm going to talk to her. So I had her on. Well, it was a union. I mean, it was <laughs> now it was a group. Right. So, I mean, like, literally, she wouldn't say the word that, she, that we were still fees. two weeks out from the vote. So I know that in her district, she didn't want to say union because even that coming out of her mouth could have hurt her. But she kept saying, no, no, I don't want unions. I want small groups of drivers that pay into a system that helps them if they get into trouble. I'm like, there's no way to not call that a union. I'm sorry. Union. There's just no way to not call that. That's what a union is. I mean, by definition. But anyway, she's been kind of written up here lately, and she's been making some noise. And I'm going to just kind of read a little piece of this article because I, I just took a couple cuts from it because this is uh, um, this is her words writing for, and I don't even remember what it was. I think it was a national publication, though. Um but she's also been written up here a lot lately, but she's she's talking about DoorDash specifically here, guys. She says, um, this is not ri- uh, written to guilt readers into tipping their delivery drivers more, though that would be great. Instead, I want to expose something that the well-intentioned delivery customer likely does not realize. The generous tip you added before you clicked order uh, well, it might not be incentivizing better or faster service as you'd hoped. The reality is your tips are frequently used by DoorDash and other delivery platforms to subsidize the service for low-tipped offers and boost their profits at everyone's expense. Most of us order food delivery or delivery of some sort, and most of us assume that when we tip a driver, our money goes directly to them. You may even assume that if you tip more, you might get a shorter wait time. Unfortunately, 
This is not necessarily the case. DoorDash, in fact, often obscures the full tip from a driver until the point that they've completed a delivery. And your driver would have no idea you tip so generously until after they've handled your order to you. This was not a union article. This was an article just about her talking, uh, speaking at the house and uh, writing an article afterwards about it because she's actually doing specific things against each company. Like what's everybody's take on that? I'm just curious. Who's first? Oh, I, I figured Hannibal was going to chime in first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think in terms of what she's saying, um, I mean, I, I agree that the customers don't know as much as we think. I think a lot, again, as I've been doing content for a while um, and talking to so many different gig workers, you know, obviously talking to you guys, that we are in this bubble that we think that these customers are just nefarious. They're just out to, you know, I, I understand the tipping aspect of it, but most people just want to order their food and have it come to the house. <laughs> and yep. they may think that delivery fee is coming to us that we can pay with delivery fee. They probably are looking at the um, advertisements about work for DoorDash. You'll make $24 an hour. Like they see all these things, but they don't know unless they do it. And then once they do it, whatever app they use, then they get it. But if they don't um, use those apps, they really don't know what's happening. They don't know that if you they have the Insta the Instacart customer and you you tip really well, you're not getting you're not gonna get your groceries. You may not even get it first because what happens is they're gonna they're gonna stack it to, with a non-tip uh, grocery order. And you look at the map, you're like, why is this guy driving away? Why is this girl driving away from my house? No, because they're gonna drop it off another another place. And you're yeah, you're subsidizing for that order as well. So a, a lot of the information should be going to the customers. Now it's a good question. Do they care? I think they do. I think, I think at least what you do is present that information to them and have them have the, make their own decision. But most customers just want to get their stuff. They want to get in their car. They want to get their rides. They don't know all the nefarious stuff that these gig companies are doing. Right. I I, I fully agree with everything you just said there. Just again, bef remember everybody, this is a union. This is somebody who wants unions or groups, but she wants a lot of groups that take a lot of money. But um, she's very nice, but she's talking about DoorDash and she's actually talking about, now DoorDash has been caught two, three times on a national level. I know in California, a huge one for stealing tips. This is no, this is no surprise to people. They've, it's, you can Google it. It's happened multiple times um, on big scales, too, where they got caught, had to pay fines. Um, but she's kind of saying, you know, in here, she's not only saying like how like a stacked order that you can see even the driver on Instacart. She's saying that behind the behind the scenes, DoorDash is reallocating tip money. I've, I've seen some videos talking about that, but I never really saw anything that I was considered definitive of okay this is what's happening would it surprise me no because they've already shown in the past that they would do that right um, and they don't show the tip up right front. so we don't know what they're doing behind the scenes they haven't entered it, it into their sales yet yeah so so it's possible i know there's there's some issues with you know certain restaurants i think some of the pizza joints where certain orders are being given to their own drivers. I don't know if that's other uh, businesses that have their own drivers. Like, there's a lot going on, and we none of us really know 
this, again, transparency. It, we don't we don't have it. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's actually happened. I just don't have any proof. Uh, if you guys have any information that that's actually happening. I, I don't know whether it's any information that's happening. I just think customers are just as much in the dark as we're in the dark. I feel like sometimes it's the honor system that we're taking for granted that what we see is actually true. The tips we're receiving are actually true. Customers that are inputting their tips are actually true and going to the drivers. But, you know, I think sometimes talking about tips with customers have the adverse effect. Like if we, if they see, start seeing articles, just like we start seeing articles on this, they're like, well, if my food isn't getting there quicker, then why am I giving X amount of dollars? So I feel like sometimes it has the adverse effect opposed to more of a positive effect. Yeah, and I think there's the other factor in there that, I mean, we, we talk about DoorDash, but we've seen this tip thing come up with Amazon Flex. We've seen it coming up with the shipped. Um, and I think the other piece of it is the restaurants themselves. I know the restaurants, well, let me say I know to, I'll say a 80% certainty, but the restaurants can do a lot of adjustments with the tips on themselves. Um, like I said, they can make it their own driver's order. They can adjust the tip down and split it with the cook or do all these different type of things. So a lot of times we're blaming the companies or blaming the customers, but the restaurants are another part of that pie there that need to get some of that, uh, that blame or at least take some accountability. That's a good See, point. Like I, I have no problem with a business. If they have their own drivers, I have no problem with them assigning orders to their drivers because it is their business. There's no guarantee that we're supposed to get every single order placed through these platforms. You know, it, sure. at the end, at the end of the day, it's still their business. They have drivers. Why wouldn't they utilize those drivers? The issue I have is when they cherry pick them or they remove the tip and keep it for the store, but still st send it out through the platforms like pizza hut, for example, when you order through Pizza Hut as a customer, they send it through DoorDash. Pizza Hut does. Mm -hmm. They send it out through DoorDash. So you order directly through Pizza Hut. They send it out to a DoorDash driver, and you don't you wouldn't even know that unless you you know was a driver. Right. right. And so you don't know if Pizza Hut is taking those tips. You don't know what what they're doing because they're the ones who control it. The actual company, not DoorDash, not us. And I don't it, remember the details enough, but even Pandora or even uh, Panera Bread with their catering was accused by like every driver of stealing tips. And actually, they I think there was a clerical error. If I'm not, in, I might be incorrect here, guys, but I think there was a clerical error. But it was happening. But they fit. They fixed it, or I don't know how they dealt with the drivers that got shafted. But um, I do see Sergio in here. Sergio, what's up, my man? Um, I yes, I have read the entire article. Um, I also know I also know know Stephanie. If you are just coming in, I've actually had her on the podcast and on this on here for Q and A. And actually, I was thinking she might be a good guest for us in here. She'd be willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, because listen, guys, what what's happening in my state? It's not like well, we don't just need to talk about Colorado. It's going to be in your state real soon. It's. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, if it's not, it's, you know, you're going to be one of like two or something for a minute. But I mean, like some kind of fight, I'm not saying a change or whatever, but some kind of fights are going to start boiling and there's going to be more of this. So 
don't just think that you know this is just a Colorado thing. It's not. Yeah. Okay. But let's so, know how that AB eighty four works out. Sergio comes with a has a really great point with the idea of the the app training you on how to perform to their liking or how to maximize each gig driver by a lot of the tactics they're using with the apps the way um, just the way that these apps are set up for you to do the job in the way they want you to do it and again we again no transparency. Um, what what it's interesting about even we could have I could have my app on my phone and someone else right next to me and we have a completely different experience. Oh, one hundred percent. Lou and, and Mary it, do it all the time. Yeah, which is very wild to me. Like how we're we having a drastic change, a different experience where we both here with the phone. We right next to each other. We around the same area of the restaurants. Why are you having an experience where you're getting a certain amount of orders and I'm not? Yep. And if you go to support, ask questions, they they, they can't provide an answer because it's you know they they may not even know and yeah. going back to what uh with um kim said we just everyone's in the dark and they don't seem to be an answer to what's going on but what's going to happen is the hammer of the government is going to come and hit everyone over the head to something <laughs> that uh, we're all going to have a problem with because the app companies are like we got to keep pushing like keep pushing don't worry we'll push you know some of these this government officials away with enough money but eventually they, you know, that may not be able to sustain, and we're going to get to something that we none of us are going to recognize as a, you know, gig work. So the other thing, I think that was kind of interesting. I don't know if it was in the same article, but it was on the uh, the Uber Lyft driver side about the legislation that they're uh, pushing. Some of the little other aspects talk mm-hmm. about um, showing on an offer. Like I'm, I'm guessing this is on DoorDash. I guess it's technically on any of those platforms. But the number of drivers who already presented with that offer declined it. Uh, how much the previous drivers were offered so that we can actually prove that, you know, when we're declining these offers, actually increasing in price. I mean, we've seen uh, them talk about that, but I don't know if it's really happening to the point until we see every now and then, you know, a $5 no tip order and say, okay, maybe that one got declined a bunch of times. But But, they don't guarantee that whenever drivers decline orders that the pay goes up. There's, There's nothing in your contract that states that they guarantee that. Yeah, no way they would put that in there. Well, not, not a guarantee, but I mean, it's uh, also kind of realizing, A, that I guess from a driver's perspective, you know, is it really happening? Are these things, you know, what what is actually going part of that algorithm? And I think the more we have transparency, the more we'll have little bits and pieces of understanding the algorithm. And they really want to, I guess, make it as uh, muddy as possible because the more we understand it, the better decisions we can make. And if we're all making good decisions, then they're going to start losing. That's it. That's that's it, John. That's basically it. We can't all have make the right decisions, right? And this, this, and these companies make a, um, you know, the kind of profits they're looking for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but it's almost at the same time, it's almost like they're pushing legislation. You know, I mean, Gary and I have talked about this. I think I've talked about it again with everybody here. But it's like they know they, you know, if they were to do a couple right things, maybe we wouldn't have to have so much go. First of all, look at the money being spent in every state to bring up, a, to make a law and then to fight it and get a carve out on both sides. Hmm. They, they want to see. I mean, that, that wasted money alone. If the state or the company, and we know the company doesn't, but if the state truly cared about the worker, they wouldn't spend hundred mil, billions and billions and billions and billions and millions and everything fighting each other they would say, let's get this to the workers. We got to do something here. 
It kind of yeah. reminds me of the casino, you know. They everybody loses, but they got to have a winner every now and then. So, oh, this law, you guys are winning here, right? But and I mean, like have nine other know, losses in a row after that. But. Just for arbitrary numbers, let's say that okay, okay, it's going to cost a hundred thousand for the prosecution, hundred thousand or hundred million, hundred million, and for the defense. And if they win, the workers get 50, 50 million. Well, why don't, is there no better solution than 20% of what's being spent here? I don't yeah. know. I, I fear legislation because it's a way for government to hide a ton of money in a court case. And I don't mean like so sketchy, but like road diversion money and things like that and updating streets for uber drivers because they're taking over the world um things that just you know like that kind of stuff gets played in the deal so you most well, the government money of course go into uh private contractors to their buddies oh, okay we'll fix this with my buddy's company and they kick back oh yeah and yeah, then they then they hiding... start the project say, they start to Sorry, how do we not know that yeah. they're hiding money now? I mean, we, like I said, we're taking it at face value, the money, the tips that we're receiving, and customers are taking it for face value that the money that they're giving is going right to the driver. But how do we actually know what that actually is? We're using DoorDash, Uber, Lyft as like the middleman to divvy out how the money is being dispersed from a customer to driver. We're taking it just the way that it comes to us. Well, you're you're never going to know that though, Kim. Exactly. I, I mean, e even if they showed 100% transparency in the app, mm -hmm. we would still not know if they're correctly paying us. What right, the, you would just know what you're being paid. Right. And that's that's about at this point, guys. I'm gonna be honest. That's about all we can ask. Right, because I I don't I don't. I would, see... I'm I'm not even for the fight because that's what I'm kind of talking about. I think that's where you start spending a ton of money. I'm not even about that. Right. Just show me what you're gonna pay me. If I don't want to do it, I won't do it. Yeah, like I, I don't think we'll ever get to the point to where we know. The only way you're going to know is to have like a dumpling business to where you know exactly where you're getting paid. But as far as food delivery, ride share, you're never going to know if it's 100% matchup unless it's your own company. Right. Yep. I mean, you know, if you really want to talk with the customers and take roll the dice, if you're feeling lucky on a long <laughs> ride to the airport... No, I mean sometimes hey, like, whenever, pay, man? Whenever, whenever I did ride share, whenever I did ride share, sometimes passengers would ask me, they're like, Oh yeah, Uber charged me forty bucks. Do you get all that? I'm right. like, No, no, not even close. No, like, dude, I, I'll be honest, I've felt comfortable enough to talk with some I I've, I've seen, but this was a long time ago, but I mean I've seen people have shown me. Yeah. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> here's my number just call me next time i didn't know they charge you 250 dollars to go block yeah sergio oh. dropping gen after gen tonight mm -hmm. yeah yeah um but uh okay so yeah i wanted to uh i wanted to um talk about instacart for a second here <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> The god of all apps. Which one, the the partnership or the scan and go? <laughs> well, is it a? Oh, are you talking about the partnership with Snap and EBT? I yeah. think that's a downfall. But I even have Instacart and Kroger splitting up. Even though it's not done, it's in the works. Here in Colorado, we got commercials all over. 
they what whatever happened that we were reading that story on a few weeks back where the one and two Kroger locations stopped using Instacart altogether, that reached management on a big on a big level. And we talked about this in depth two weeks ago. And it got I mean, they said no more Instacart at this location. And that got to corporate. And that's something that rarely would happen that quickly. But they're I mean, here in Colorado, they've already they're pushing them out by saying the ad right now here is $7.99 same day delivery of your groceries and the big part of the ad uh says um store prices no more upcharging and ballooning rates and almost like we're sorry for what's happened till now but here we are right so you're going to pay the in-store rates of your local store and they're going to i Again, Tony, Lisa, and I were saying, who's doing the, the delivering? So we're all going to go into three different King Supers, which are Kroger's here, and talk to a manager at each one and just ask, who's still doing these deliveries to see if it's one of their employees or what's going on? But every Kroger in Denver rolled it out, which is King Supers. That's a ton, or across state, but that's a ton of King Supers. Um, they all rolled it out this week. Seven ninety nine, no more. That's it. Flat charge. Delivered same day within four hours, and um, you pay the in-store prices. You can use your dig- digital coupons, coupons, everything. I would you assume know, it's employees that's going to be delivering the, the groceries, right? Like, I, I, I think it. I think it is. Back of the payroll, if if you like adding that to a store's payroll, that's huge. They, they're probably out to for a us. store to add on delivery drivers. You know, but it might just be worth. I mean, look at the people there. I mean, again, we've talked about this. Look at the upcharging on Instacart. I mean, like that. I think that's really pissed them off to no end. And now that story where people are. I mean, that story was just one of exposing. You know, there's that, that there there was one Kroger that was having. You know, they had one person they caught, but a couple they were watching who were doing this. That means that almost, let's be honest, at almost every store it's happening. There are people doing this on the Instacart platform all across the country. It's a percentage. And, you know, this, yeah, it's every state. It's a percentage. It's not an amount you just go, oh, that's nothing. It's something. It's probably a good five to fifty, oh, somewhere between five to fifteen. I, I think a lot. I think a lot of the retail companies are, are really uh, retail, grocery. A lot of theft is happening. A, a lot of losses and they gotta find ways i mean i know i think it is kroger as well that i've are shutting down certain places where the crime is so bad they can't have it open walmart's like like, we can't continue to do this so i would say if they don't trust if this happening like i said a significant number which i would disagree i think the idea of taking an extra item and yeah i think it's possible and who's paying for that so I, I, I do. Or I multiples. We had people these, taking lots of groceries. Yeah, I think these companies want more control. They want they want to bring it back into more control. And why are we going to deal with these independent contractors who are stealing, and go through all the the upcharging? Customers are complaining. Like it's like there's no win. You might as well uh, break apart that business relationship. Uh, uh, you know, Steve, we was talking about this before. They actually offer Kroger delivery in Oklahoma. But there's no Kroger stores. <laughs> right. So you guys, like, I don't know. How, that's why I keep saying King Supers is Kroger. Like, you yeah. guys might have. Kroger owns everything, right? Kroger. Like, No, yeah, there's no there's no stores in Oklahoma that I can find. He used to have Kroger. one. He used to have Albertsons. I used to have Albertsons, but, but now they're, they're only in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm thinking is maybe they have, like, a warehouse somewhere. 
you know, kind of like an Amazon warehouse for what? Just, just for the grocery, grocery delivery. delivery. It could be. Yeah. Oh. Because, because I can sign up. Like I went to the Kroger website and I can sign up. I think the yearly is like $59 for a yearly thing. Sounds like an experiment. Okay. Just like a warehouse. No, full no, of I have Walmart. Yeah. I have Walmart plus. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, right, right, right. Than... I, I mean, I, I, I... go ahead, Kim. No, no. no, I was going to say, I wonder if some of these companies Kroger are just wising up, like, they needed Instacart to get through the pandemic and to still get revenue when we were, you know, closed and shut down. But now that things are back open, do we really need some of these platforms that charge astronomical fees to use these platforms? And we're just going to do it ourselves. And the money we're saving by using these companies, we're going to put back into our own company to get the same job done. Exactly. Well, I agree with that, it's- yeah. I think the big part of it is that they, a lot of these stores already have their own shoppers or their people that can shop those orders for pickup. I think it's just a matter of, okay, well, we can do all the shopping and this company, whether it be shipped, they're going to charge us the same, you know, 15% for the orders they do through us and their people are shopping and doing all this other stuff that's causing us to lose money and, you know, loss prevention. How about we just make them drivers and then they charge us 7%. So they're making money back that way. Right. Well, Instacart too. I mean, look at, look at it from Kroger's perspective. Okay. So you're charging the, you're charging our customers, Kroger's customers, because they're not yours. You're just doing a transaction with some independent contractors. But from Kroger's perspective, you're charging uh, the Kroger customers who are trying to optimize a service, a fee, a processing fee, a this fee, a that fee, a delivery fee, this fee, that fee. And then you're upcharging every item in the store 10 to 30%. I mean, that in my book, that it completely ruins the shopping experience. You've lost my trust. What the hell is going on? Why is my $75 grocery bill that I always go get myself, even with, and I did it two weeks ago and it was $78. So it had gone up three, but I do it every week. Why is it $142? And I got to tip the guy. Well, Well, I think the other piece of it is, too, is the big thing that's uh, valuable to these companies is the data. And with putting that middleman in between them, then the customer, they don't get their data. They can't make as many sales. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I I don't know how. I I guess here's my thing. If Because Kroger's big. I mean, it wouldn't be hard for them to roll this out. It's hard to compete with these giants, but this wouldn't be hard to roll out. So what's just... What's to stop every Kroger from just going, okay, buy Instacart later. Like, you know what? We've now got it figured out because you know they'll work territorial. They'll do Denver first. Then maybe they'll go to you, John. Um, come down to Phoenix and do it in your market. Yeah. And and then kind of how they do. And if it rolls out well, I mean, dude, why wouldn't every customer who likes that store and uses it on Instacart switch to the store where they only pay seven ninety nine plus the store prices, or if they get the yearly fee, they get free delivery. Over right, but let's assume they don't. Right. Let's assume they don't. Right. Well, no, I, I think eventually. I mean, it's probably going to take a few years, but I think eventually, all these places will stop using apps. I mean, besides like Walmart and Shipped, you know, because they own Target and Walmart, you know. But I, I think like you know the Kroger's, for example, I, they're not going to use Instacart anymore, you know, or you know it's just cheaper to go with their own solutions. Yeah. I think it goes back to what I think Kim was saying about, you know, during the pandemic, we all remember that no, a lot of places were closed. They couldn't even keep staffed. 
but I know that all of us were going into groceries, correct? Or I believe we yep. all were. Okay. So we were all doing our own shopping. We know how that looked. That was a very, even a year plus into the pandemic when it was still pandemic y but not pandemic, you know, it was, it was, uh, there weren't a ton of workers, you know, there was stuff missing from the shelves, even a year in, you know, there was, I mean, and I know we're in a supply shortage now too, but nothing like that. There were things gone. There was nobody working there. Um, people were coming and going, quitting and stuff. And, and it was just a nightmare at, at the, maybe not the upper end stores, but like the, the common grocery stores, like where I shop and probably where most of us shop. Yeah. Um, you and know, and the Walmart, a Walmart, it was like a club in there. It was everybody in there. It seemed like Walmart was doing pretty well. Clearly, I'm sure they probably did pretty well. But, um, but like you said, the smaller stores, Targets were seemed barren. I don't know if you guys have Targets where you guys are, but um, it was pretty. I would say that was a lot of places where, yeah, things were missing. Like it was like meat section gone, except like except the really crappy stuff like the imitation meat. Always had all the imitation meat still on the shelves, but the real meat would be would be gone. Yeah. It was uh, infuriating. Yeah. I, I think more and more people actually stop shopping in the stores over the years because it's just so convenient. To, like going to Walmart and select it, I can have it here in like three hours. Yeah, I, I don't. And, have to and leave maybe my house. World, maybe Walmart is a big player in this Kroger move too. Like, dude, now Instacart really doesn't make sense. Spark is killing it. We got to do something in house and get this out for seven ninety nine. I agree. I think Walmart being just in general one of the leaders, Walmart and Amazon, when people look at companies to mimic themselves after, those are probably going to be the two. Yeah. Um, and then I think that we can just roll through the scan and pay pretty quick, but I do want to because I think it's funny. I call it Instacart uh, discovered QR codes. Hmm. <laughs> Gary, do you have anything more to add to that? No, that's that's literally what it is to me too. <laughs> you guys, there's like a whole story there, and I actually read it. But like, they're talking about like they're deploying in Long Island grocery store, and um, customers launch solutions by scanning a QR when you come in, and then you scan the items, and then somehow through the QR you're going to check out too without having to talk to somebody. But somebody's going to verify the QR that it was paid for, but you'll just pay for it through the app. To me, it's like you discovered QR codes and you have an untested piece of crap technology you're going to launch. So, okay, we got that. Um, it's kind of like, you know, like Walmart already does this. Walmart Plus and uh, who's their uh, mind blanking on their second company that Walmart owns? Sam's Clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you walk in like Sam's Club. I don't ever go to a register in a Sam's Club. I go in, I scan everything on my phone. I pay on my phone. I walk out the door. Yep. It's that simple. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I think Instacart's, you know, I, I think, they, I, I, I know, but if I, own, if I own a grocery store or I'm managing, I already, I know Instacart's stealing from me literally and then yeah. saying, you're, you're, the drivers are stealing from, and then the drivers are stealing from the clients and these are all my clients. I don't even want them here. I'd be like, take your, I'm going to show you where to put this QR code. Hmm. You I know? wonder if the, those stores actually, because I know they probably do inventory once or twice a year. So I'm just curious on what their shrink would look like and if they're pinpointing it to stuff like this. You mean like people stealing? Well, some people have been caught. That's my point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the percentages you think that is happening? 
I'm saying five. I'll say average is oh. 10. I'll say average is 10. Yeah. I, was I said say five t- to 15, but 10 is like right in the middle there. So 10, I'd yeah. say 10 yeah. to 15 to stay in John's range, but I think it's a little higher than probably he does. That's right. just me, but I don't know. Yeah. So, so like 12%, Steve, that's where you're at. <laughs> 17%. No. <laughs> I said one out of 10. He says one out of nine. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm like the reverse of of lift stock. I'm going up quick. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then and then the last thing I I, I want to mention about Instacart, and it's not even that bad, guys, is that Hannibal and I were talking. I don't remember where we were talking about this Hannibal on, but how they've teamed up with uh, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP. Um, yes. electronic benefit transfer the ebt um you know it's we were saying like you know does it become a service more that is handling that kind of stuff and has ties with the cities and all that i mean you know all jokes aside does it become a nonprofit? in a, in a way that's kind of from a business perspective there's they're basically because you think about this the money they're getting from the ebt and snap that's basically a government siphon to their to their books yeah exactly Right. So, you know, looking at it as a gig worker, is it a positive thing? You're going to see more orders. That's, about, <laughs> that's like a tell you. My, my see, guess is, though, that if things, <laughs> if things take off with Kroger and stuff, that Kroger will, w- the next round will bid against Instacart for that contract with the yeah. government to go, dude, we're doing it right from the store and not ripping people off. You might want to go with us. Well, the government's always trying to save money and they'll yeah. be like, hey, we'll be cheaper and that'll be it yeah. pretty much. You only have a limited amount of resources. You do not want to go order from a place that's going to upcharge you because you only have a certain amount of money per month. So you're going to go yeah. where you can actually save money. But again, in terms of earning potential, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying not every person who is going through that won't tip. Uh some people, some will will tip. It's just you'll see more orders. That's really you can. But really... but like, let's say it went to a Kroger. Then like, okay, who's delivering these? If it is Kroger employees, they're going to be paid about the same anyway. Right. So maybe they take over it a contract matter. like that. Won't matter. Yeah, it won't matter. Yeah. You know. So, um, but I I want to like we got a couple last things here that I want to hit on. Auto, before you move on, I I found something funny. Uh, we don't have to talk about the story, but you did post it on your site here about the new safety features for the DoorDash app. I just want yeah. to show you guys DoorDash sent sent. To, I, I actually that's the one I had up right now. So okay. go ahead. DoorDash sent. To, I just want to talk about the image that they sent. The credit comes directly from DoorDash. They sent TechCrunch this image, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you yep. here. That's awesome. Uh, let me see where's it at. Right here. Look at the DoorDash math on this. Declining oh. orders decreases your acceptance rate. Your current rate is 100. If you decline <laughs> this order, you go down to 89%. <laughs> what is that, like an 11 drop order? <laughs> no, look at the map. It's one pickup, one drop. It's- I'm not good with math. Explain how would that jump from that number. Well, the, per- the person's only done eight deliveries. <laughs> Their current is a hundred though. How do you yeah. go from a hundred to eighty nine? Well, if you've only done eight and you didn't do it, you'd yeah. go to eighty nine. I hate math. 
but yeah like, but i mean why but here's my point that either way it, it's not cool because if you're using somebody who's only done eight trips what are you doing yeah you're trying yeah. to laugh with them <laughs> anyways you can continue with the actual story but i just thought that was funny. well so okay speaking of that uh the so the feature i was kind of laughing at the story too because okay so features for the riders include reducing notifications so a request for customers to text them uh, while they are on or or to not text them while they are on a trip and mess uh, messaging, promoting one tap replies. Basically, they're saying that there's not much more interaction with the customer. Like DoorDash is updating the iOS. First of all, it's not Android yet, but to reduce notifications sent to delivery partners while they are on the way. Um, they will only get some notifications like change of address. Really? That's like one of the worst ones to get. That's what you're going to allow them. Yeah, like, like if, that should have been a flag to, to DoorDash. Like, hey, man, we should just take this feature out altogether. Not only not notify them, but hey, you can't do that anymore. Why don't you just order to the right place? No, no. See, a change of address is the good notification because that's the one where you can be like, oh, that's too far. Support. I can't deliver this. Can I keep this now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you what is it, it every time support won't hold that against you at all? No, you yeah. change the address on me, I unassign it. Right. And if you've well, already I mean, that's what I was asking though, though, if you've already picked it up. Yeah. Oh, that's if it if it's support. if it's if it's more yeah. than a mile, you call support and then they'll they'll cancel it and let you keep the food. Cool. Good to know. that's one of my oh free dinner it is. Okay. Um but anyway, so that's to me that I, I always thought that was stupid. I think that's a thing you shouldn't be allowed to do, though. Let's just solve the problem. Just put the right address in, stupid, because we mm -hmm. every one of us knows you're working the system. Oh, yeah. That, that's why you're I, putting that's... an address close to the grocery store or whatever, close to the restaurant. And we think it's a mile. And then you're like, wait, I live way over here. <laughs> like, it's like, no, dude, that's not OK. It's all, we're not playing uh, that game. What's up, Zach? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, but anyway, so they will get some notifications like change of address, um, messages from their customer, or an order has been reassigned after being timed out during a trip. Um, otherwise, the notifications will be muted. How, how do you reassign an yeah. order? Like I was, after I was just looking at that. I'm like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> oh, okay, here. Let me, let me read it exactly here. <laughs> They will get some notifications like a change to the delivery address, messages from their customers, or if an order has been reassigned after, after being timed out during a trip. After I don't know what that means. During, that, yeah, that does not. Does that mean you, you just declined it? That's all that is. <laughs> that just means you didn't accept it. That's that's what that that's means. That's what they're calling. They're calling the 60 seconds a time yeah. out. Yeah. Well, they call that during a trip part is what the part is like. What? That is Dang. some brilliant writing there, man. <laughs> it's creative it threw, writing. It threw me in for a second. I was like, what? Oh, I just didn't accept it. <laughs> that's funny, man. Like, I don't even need that notification. Yeah. Uh, but the company is rolling out this feature to every state, um, to iPhones and Android in the coming months. Um, Grubhub is waiving delivery fees. Do you see this? So first of all, I'll just slap Grubhub once because they, uh, the NY the New York City uh, Restaurant Association, um, said that Grubhub was uh, they put in like um, 
they wrote summaries from like 11 lobbyists seven of them said we didn't write that <laughs> they plagiarized yeah like straight up dude they just made it up chat gpt <laughs> no but i mean like they they were supposed to ask these people for this to give it to the board and then they... Dorger said you know what we don't need to bother let's just write it grubhub did something else like that in new york too didn't they? <laughs> new york screwing up when he grubhub no, well yeah remember grubhub's the like they don't like New York, apparently. They just like we well, do whatever we want. But here's the here was the big news though. <laughs> Grubhub is wa- waiving delivery fees for restaurants that use the company's first party ordering product, Direct. Um, I know Direct's been yeah. around, I think, for a, a little bit, but I think it's getting like a fine tuning because I saw a bunch of articles on it. Um, Direct allows restaurants to create their own online ordering website um, with delivery provided by Grubhub if they choose. And so that's on Google Maps and Google Search. Um, it also offers an alternative to Grubhub's Marketplace, uh, which can help restaurants uh, reach more customers in exchange for marketing and delivery fees. I mean, they take them out. Orders that come through direct carry no marketing commission, but restaurants have to pay a flat $1.99 fee on orders delivered by Grubhub drivers. Um, it is likely that many restaurants pass the fee. And as I read on with this story, like this allows them also to break their contract and use their, their menu prices. Well, and, and they don't and have also, to offset it anymore. Like it says it's going to be passed on to the customers, but customers are going to pay more than $1.99 for delivery. Right. I think the customers are all messed up right now anyway, because it's like, like I asked you, Gary, like they're with, you know, Grubhub's with Amazon. Mm-hmm. You, I'm like, but it's not free. And you're like, no, they removed this, not this. Right. And now they're talking yeah, about yeah, they removing don't remove that. The, and they don't remove the service fee, just the delivery fee from certain restaurants. Right. right. And so they're going to be in a very weird position or in a very good position to. Um, um, uh, but I mean, that's that's pretty good for Grubhub itself, though. I think so, too. You, man. Be, because it'll get more orders through their platform. Because, I mean, if you have a choice to use Grubhub and you pay $1.99, mm-hmm. or you can use DoorDash and pay 20 to 30%, you're going to go with Grubhub. Why would also, you? also, what's going to happen if on Grubhub you can look up the menu item prices and they're the same as when you go into the restaurant, and on both Uber Eats and right. DoorDash, they're not. Mm-hmm. That will make news very quickly. That will spread like wildfire. So speaking of DoorDash, there was a big story that I think it dropped today about their partnership with Roku and, and the Dash Pass. Did y'all see that? So I DoorDash. Know. I didn't had, know Roku was still around. So Roku's, <laughs> they, them and Amazon are the number one and number two as far as streaming devices. Everybody, of course, knows about Amazon because of all the other things they have. But yep. as far as streaming TV, smart TVs, I think Roku's the number one out there right now. It's so, cheap. So yeah, it, yeah it's yeah. Go to Costco. It, and get it, oh, oh, you said it's cheap. You said it was cheap. Yeah, as far well, as college, goes, college yeah. students, like you just take, you know, you get your little stick, you can put, you know. I mean, but doesn't stick. it have the slings and the other things up that are the same price, really? Well, no, Ooh. all that stuff is on the Roku, so it doesn't. I mean, you know. Oh, the Roku's the device, right? It's like a fire. Yeah, stick Roku's okay. kind of like a fire stick, except for, I remember the Rokus when they was like this big, and you. I don't know if they're the same. Yeah, but... Steve talking about the well, sling no... TV. Well, how long that was? Yeah. Well, now Roku makes the whole TV, not Roku. That was well as a stick. Oh, so, see, I got, I got, I go with Fire TVs. I got both. See, I have Roku, yeah. I have Roku TVs, and I have a Fire Stick. 
I had the fire stick first before I bought the Roku TV. I'm not just going to throw it in my stick now. Fair, fair, fair enough. <laughs> Competing conflict of interest there. No, but no. so the, the deal is that if you have a Roku device, whether it be a stick, a TV, a Roku account, six months free DoorDash Dash Pass. Oh, nice. And so yeah, but we, we realized though on those Dash Passes though, like they're not removing anything anymore. I mean, it's, it's well, it's you getting get free people. Delivery? Dash no. yeah, well, you get yeah. some places get your free delivery. Yeah, but oh. most of most of them are reduced delivery fees now, Mr. not free oh, delivery. Discount. Well, if yeah. but if you get pickup, you get your money back, is what you do. So you'll get money back that way, Gary. Five percent, oh. like right? Yeah. Uh, oh, you bad. get five. A, nick, oh, yeah, a nickel for every bad. dollar. Yeah. 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 Can't so, complain yeah, about that. that. Too bad I don't but, have any of those devices. Unfortunately, I used to have a Roku a couple no, years ago. You don't ago. have an Amazon Fire no, Stick. Or it doesn't, so if, you have a, if you had a Roku device, you probably still have the account there. You can just go to your login and boom. I'm sure I can You know what's those. really weird is I, always, I always see Roku at Airbnbs when we go into the mountains here. Yes. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Airbnbs, they <laughs> love the Roku. Why? Because it's cheap. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to put the fancy stuff in an Airbnb. No. Animals, Ro- Animals Roku is right next to his AOL CD. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. More two more things to get through. Uh, so. This is kind of a weird story. So the U.S., we all know about the U.S. Department of Labor. In May, uh, the new classification goes into effect, tightening uh, the classification of employees and independent contractors. This happens to pertain to um, this specific one to uh, what's going on in Illinois. So in Illinois, um, small businesses that have been using loopholes to designate their uh workers as gig workers rather than uh, regular employees face stricter scrutiny. Um, The attorney uh, um, for Glendale Heights, uh, the attorney, what I think he's like attorney, he's got some position, but it's not attorney general, but uh, said the fair labor uh, standards act requires overtime to be paid to all employees who work more than 40 hours a week. But here's the kicker. That's weird. You guys, Right afterward, it says there are some exceptions. Maids, janitors, retail workers, restaurant workers, limo drivers um, are examples of workers who will not be paid for overtime. So I love that we're talking about a thing called the Fair Labor Standards Act, but maids don't count, janitors don't count, retail workers don't count, restaurant workers don't count, limo drivers. Really? It doesn't seem real fair to me right now. Mm. No, it's not. I mean, <laughs> come on, guys. It's like all except for these. In, like, a lot of right? industries. You just that is the service industry. Yeah, they yeah. literally just said everybody in service, except yeah. for these people. Yeah. Everybody else. Yeah. Um, and then this one I just find funny. I um tomorrow, by the way, guys, I want you to know that at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, I am doing a live with Mike Karubi, who I've done lives with before. Mike is um, Mike and I are going to be discussing how this is now titled as of today because we've been talking um, through emails and stuff like that, but this has been planned for a minute. So as it's titled right now is recent developments in affecting drivers um, or rideshare and delivery drivers and other self-employed ICs. Now I had I've been emailing with Mike a lot and I will give you one 
um, I will give you one taste of a quote he gave me in an email today update. Um, I was like, so where are we at? We've been going through what the flow will be. And his quote was, this is a great time for rideshare delivery drivers and all other independent contractors in 660 occupations. We'll talk about it tomorrow. That was his quote to me today. Um, so I'm very interested to hear what he has to say. If you guys are aware, the DOL pushing for this employee classification, and now that it has a date, May 1st, um, to be implemented, um, Marty Walsh, who runs the Department of Labor, actually runs it for the Biden administration. Um, he's the secretary. He's the uh, secretary. So, uh, Secretary of Labor, uh, Marty Walsh. So, he is leaving. <laughs> to become the executive director of the National Hockey League Players Association Union to make 20 times what he makes right now. Good for him. <laughs> well, would you? well, I mean, first of all, let's you guys, this guy is the guy who said we all need to be W2s, so there's our NHL lockout. It should be coming in the next couple weeks or is shortly after he takes on this position. Um, I'll tell you... Uh, well, I like these players like to aren't going to Marty Walsh is an 800% type guy. He's going to want 800% more than they pay in now. That's going to get them to strike. Pro probably. I mean, they strike for less than that, dude. <laughs> so it's that one's going to be a no. And then we had a win in French in, in France, which I thought was really cool because usually France doesn't have a gig worker win, but the French court found, um, Gig platform workers are independent contractors after a year and a half battle, not employees. Nice. Um, for, you wouldn't expect, I don't know if you ever follow the politics at all of France, you wouldn't expect that from them. But um, cool. I, I thought that was cool. Right, um, for us. But tomorrow, 2 p.m., guys, uh, Mike Harubi. I know all these guys have things going on. Um, what do you, Kim, what do you got going on? Lots of videos. This the, like, that's our favorite question, right? I know. I'm always <laughs> waiting for a different answer. I'm like, um, different answer. Um, I don't have one. Or something, answer. just something <laughs> random. Maybe a life thing. Are you? Oh, my daughter, oh, actually, my daughter's birthday was yesterday, and no. happy belated happy birthday. birthday! Thank you. So we celebrated a little yesterday, and we're celebrating with the family on over the weekend. So it's a go. week week long celebration for her this week. Big six. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Nice. So that's Kim's uh, personal. <laughs> and then for her other thing, I can do it for her. She puts out videos every day. She puts out shorts every day. She's on every platform. She never misses a day on the round table. She has perfect attendance and she does a live on Tuesday and everybody loves her and she spreads kindness. So there you go. Very hardworking woman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Hannibal, what do you got going on? Uh, videos going to come out when i'm finished with them <laughs> so, will, sounds very will, enthused about it too yeah, <laughs> videos you can tell he's gonna do after this he's like i gotta go edit yeah, yeah i gotta edit well, that type of thing um but i'm going to be talking to more people who are doing the cargo van uh mm -hmm. so i'm talking about another content creator we're gonna set something up i think steve may jump in uh depends on the availability of obviously steve and the content creator about i would love to um, because i'm looking at that by the way yeah and this particular content creator said that you could start a cargo van business with just three hundred dollars. 
I want him to come in and actually explain it. Uh, you know, I mean, he actually has, I think, about 8,000 subscribers. So he, he does, uh, he has his van. So you see him working. So I'm interested in bringing that up because um, you know, that could be the next, at least a, a different direction that some people may want to pursue is, hey, I, there's a certain ceiling I can earn with these apps. Maybe I can invest in a vehicle that can carry more stuff and do more things. So um, definitely looking forward to talking to him. And that's even Hannibal and I did a thing. Uh, it was a beyond the algorithm with uh, gig geezer. And yes, that's great, kinda, great guest. You know, awesome he, he was, and he did the same thing. That's what I'm kind of looking at too, is the van thing is like, you know, where, where is the potential with it? Mm. I'm trying to get at the numbers, but they're hard to see unless you have a van. So, yeah. Um, you know, $300 is a low, low margin for a business. I, that's what we thought. It's not that we're like, that's a lot. <laughs> Both animals yeah. are like, what? <laughs> yeah, we, we had some, we had, we had some um, ideas of how you can able to get a van with $300. Rent but one. What, it, yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good another one. We had yeah. illegal means, but, uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, we'll see what yeah. he has to we say. Thought, Hannibal, Damn Hannibal, criminals on Hannibal this said panel. $300, bucks, you go buy the gun. <laughs> you can buy a gun and get a van for $300. And then you go get the van. Pretty and then you I go get, back I to all the charges that I mentioned in my earlier van. Well, as long as there's not a child in the van, yes. <laughs> exactly. <there> you go. <laughs> give these guys too much be, credit, man. just be theft, grand theft instead. Yeah. How to, um, how to go to prison and start your business all for $300. Yeah. We got a prison education. <laughs> Basically, right? Um. <laughs> John, what do you got going on? Man, I got a uh, got some more going back some Spark videos. I got a uh, one I got to edit here, and uh, I got a I got got some other ideas, but we'll see how they flesh out. Yeah, but I uh, got some got a couple ideas. I'm a little backed up on content right now. Just got to get back to just editing in there. So yeah, yeah. Um, and then Gary, uh, we have Friday night tomorrow. I know. Gary and I did a cool thing with Tremaine last night. If anybody feels like watching, it's kind of a marketing thing. Like how to, I, I, I did like the first hour 15 because I told Tremaine I wouldn't and Gary was in the chat and I offered up Gary's services because I had to, by the way, my son had a concussion this week, but he's oh, doing no, fine. Is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. He just, we just had to go to the hospital real late and kind of screw around at the emergency room. So, um, but yeah, he, he had the concussion at like noon and he even went to work as a lifeguard and then he rode his bike home in the dark. And told me about it like nine hours later, which is I, I gotta, to do for a concussion, by the way. So, well, at least he didn't tell you right when he's about to go to bed. It's like, wait, don't do that. Actually, that that's fine. That's some. It, it is not, not fine. Stop saying it's fine. It is Dude, not fine to. Bump I have his paperwork head. right here. It's, it's they, not fine to bump your head and then go to bed. You need to go seek is, medical man. attention first. What you're talking about, but that's an that it. You know, dude, that's most doctors because he's had two now. They say uh, Tylenol, ibuprofen, anti, um, what is yeah, it? Yeah, uh, after you are checked out. Right, yeah. right. Well, yeah, yeah. Don't just bump your <laughs> head. Well, like, the other Steve thing, told me dude, I is, could go to bed. Take hey, ibuprofen. The other thing is don't wait 10 hours to tell me eat two. Kids, man. Yeah, don't do a bunch right. of athletic activity right after the concussion. You know, I mean, like, like he, I mean, my, you know, my son's smart. He's cool. Gary's met him, you know, yeah. like. He he went to work and he came home and he was standing in the kitchen when I noticed it. I was like, "What's up with you?" And he's kind of like off to the side. I'm like, "You doing drugs or something?" Man? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> and, and he's and like, he's and he, he didn't know what was going on. He was like, "What?" And he's a lifeguard too. 
That's so, what he went to. He went to go yeah. work as a lifeguard, and he actually fell asleep a little bit there for a minute. Like I don't know. He he was tired. He was starving. All that, but man, he, something was way off. So anyway, he's all he's fine. fine. He's fine. Um, but we have the show tomorrow. I guess we can do some of these solo things tomorrow because I need. I still need everybody in here to um, send me solo stuff so I can get a couple of like get us all hooked up. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, if you already set up an account if you didn't uh the link is or will be in the show notes right after the sends i'll put it in there if it's not um but you sign up with my link you get 20 bucks you just link one account and then uh we have i think we have three more to give away so if anybody's by the way if anybody in here right now is in any of the new six markets we could just give you one and it's what is it three three months two months 60 days it's 60 days of the full pay guarantee, everything. You don't have to pay a dime. You can just tr test it out. And the new markets are Vegas, Phoenix, Tucson, Portland, <clears throat> Salt Lake City, Denver. Did I miss one? That's six. Go to, okay. go to worksolo.com and it'll be there. Right. But I mean, like if you're, if you're, there's a lot of markets there. If you're in one of the new markets, um, I know Solo would love to have you trying it too. And this is a full version. So, um, you know, if any of our Vegas people or any Tucson, Phoenix, like John and I are going to start doing it. We've been talking about Solo, but now we get to try and use it. So in a couple of weeks, we'll have some feedback. Um, Hannibal, you could, uh, even if it's just for investigative purposes, man, you could have it plugged into your apps just to absolutely. see what the guaranteed offers are absolutely i mean i would i'm i'm interested, like that, that kind of stuff i'm interested in i want to see what everybody's instacart <laughs> orders are like what well, solo's it, predicting it, it doesn't go by orders it goes by hours hours right yeah, yeah. and I, I can tell you oklahoma they give ten dollars an hour <laughs> for what drivers guarantee Insta instacart yeah. for most of them uh well, let me bring it up here Wow. Um, uh, unless I do rideshare, that's the only one that they give high. DoorDash is twelve dollars. Um, where's it at? This thing's not is that like Prop Twenty Two style, where it's because I haven't downloaded mine, but I am planning on doing it and some live testing next week. But um, is that and, like and, no and tip? Each, each hour is different too, because like eight eight to nine is like thirteen. Nine to ten is twelve. But is that base, not tip? I don't know how they calculate it. Because I, I my guess it's, is I it's like it's a total. prop twenty-two type formula. They don't no, do it. No, I think okay. it's total. Like they guarantee that you're going to earn more than thirteen dollars an hour, and if they don't, then they pay the difference. So if I only earn ten, they're going to give me three. Gotcha. You know, but I mean, these numbers on here, I yeah, could easily, I could easily, I could easily beat them with one order most days, in an hour. Right. You know, so. Like, like, but I mean, like, I, here's the thing, all of us, even Kim, right. like Kim, I don't know if I know that you, you did promotions <clears throat> for some solo, but have you plugged in the full version? Even if you don't have it, you can still see it work. Yeah, I, I have. I, I don't have the pay guarantee. Like I can't even like that's not even an option because right. it's not in my area. But okay. you can see what the other people in your area are working. The only thing is, is I don't have many people in my area signed up, which is what I was working on. Um, <laughs> So it's very limited of what I can see, 
what other people are making. That's that's what I've been waiting for too. Like, you know, I was like, yeah. I'm not doing solo till it's here. And when it came here, now now I'm ready like next week. I'm plugging everything in and I'm just gonna see. It doesn't mean I'm gonna work them. I just it's pretty see. it's pretty low, like what I see in New York City. It says twelve dollars an hour for DoorDash. Yeah. That so are these, these are with your accounts with, plugged in, right? Yeah, yeah with yes, the yes, account yeah. plugged in. Yeah, yeah you have and, to sync um, your account. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and one thing I don't like, that, and, and I don't know, maybe Solo could explain this to us better one day. I I synced my Uber Eats account, but then it's telling me that to get the guarantee, I have to do Uber Rideshare. And and I don't want to do Uber Rideshare. Right. Um, you know, and, and so it's just one of those things that, but yeah, the the amounts on here are so low. I would I would easily hit these any day of the week, any any hour. Right. That I, I mean, work. to me, like what I mean, I'm, I I've never drove. Is that really just what a lot of really gig workers low. are just taking the? I mean, the that kind of that you know, if not... anything, Gary, that proves our theory about how bad the low is. That if if we if yeah. anything goes to like a supplementing type system where the top earners are supplementing the bottom, if that's any kind of average. That means some people are sitting at four or five, six bucks an hour. Yeah, some people are taking the no-tip orders and then sitting at a restaurant for thirty minutes is what I'm, I would assume. And that happens in New York City and Brooklyn all the time. There's a crowd of people standing outside McDonald's. That's insane. For what? Yes. Why? See, I, that's. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a. You know, that's something because I. That's why I want everybody on this panel to do it because if we can in a couple of weeks give a full breakdown to Solo, they'd love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna sign i'm gonna actually use the app whenever i get back from florida uh so it'll be end of february but i'm actually going to use it and see what my earnings are that i actually make compared to what they guarantee but i i can guarantee you that i'm, I'm gonna make more than what they say easily right i also wonder if maybe once you start driving on it a couple times if it starts raising a little i, I don't think so i think it I just mean, goes I know, by the average sense, in your but... area but but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know your area, but that seems extremely low. I, it is for Hannibal is. to say the same numbers and I, I average I average thirty dollars plus an hour in my area. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just fine. Just best. Hannibal. You know how people don't like it when you say how much they like, You know, some someone gets upset. It so is what it is, man. I've been doing this stuff for eight years. I'm pretty good at it. Uh, um, John, what about? Oh, I asked you. So, yeah, yeah, Gary, yeah. what else you got other than uh, tomorrow? Um, what we're doing in your program? Mac Maximo's getting an update before the weekend. It'll have some new filters. Um, door to, the that or driver's utility helper is going to get an update this weekend as well. And then I actually started programming a new app today, um, but it, it's probably going to be a month or so before I even release a beta, but it will be on both iOS and Android. Is it for what Instacart? Is it? What is it? I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. I, I'll tell you once I get closer to it. <laughs> is it Instagrammer? Like no, it's, no, it's not a grabber. It's not a bot. Wow. Gary so. wouldn't make a bot. No, it, it's it's gonna be more for informational purposes, but I'll yes. I'll get into detail. Is it once an I AI? It. If he did a bot, he wouldn't say it. Right. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you. He wouldn't be telling us. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't tell us. But I would be interested if you were to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that you should, but if you do inform if you me, did, I would. You, like you know, to know. <laughs> me, me and the wife was talking about that today. Is like a lot of Spark people. They're like, oh, those people use a bot. Those people use a bot, but then. 
you know, they go, hey, what butter are you using? Yeah, what's that butter? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I made, I think I made a poll a long time ago asking if someone gave you that, a bot, like, gave you an app that would take Instacart, the best ones, would you take it? And it was a good amount of people. I think it was way more people said yes, they would. They would, even yeah. if they know it's cheating, right? And you're being, they, yeah. they would take it. Of so. course. If you have access to a bot, you're going to use it. Yeah. I mean, that's just, how unless you, I mean, unless it involves giving somebody your login information, like right. a lot of these old, I don't know if that's still the case. That's but, that's how bots work nowadays. Yeah. But so, you know, I and mean, bot, you, and speaking of that, congratulations, Dashing Trader, for getting your channel back. Yes. Oh, congrats. You got a channel back. Congrats, man. Yeah. Don't Dang, click we, we weird emails. Really I, I'm or... pretty sure he won't again, dude. Yes. Definitely. I'm sure you're like, FaceTime me. <laughs> No, but his videos that he put out about, I mean, feel pretty sure he, I was even, I know you were too, Hannibal. I was even proud of him for making those videos because I know they were at a tough time. Him and I were supposed to do a live Tuesday that we pushed a couple weeks because he's like, man, I am so mad right now. Like, I'm like, in your video, you're really well composed and it's not giving away anything. He should be mad. I mean, that was, but um, he's like. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So anyways, guys, uh, that's a wrap. Uh, thank you for joining us. Sorry we ran <laughs> extremely over on our anniversary. Us tonight <laughs> and the entire last year. Uh, we will continue to bring great discussions every week and even some guests here and there. So be safe, wow. earn smart, have Just a great weekend. Thank you, Steve, for hosting us every week. Oh, thank you, Kim. For not not every week. week. He's missed some. <laughs> Thank you for being here when you can, Steve. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks. I, I, I got to keep them humble. I'll keep, I'll keep trying. And uh, hey, guys, uh, the the show that Gary and I do with Tom on Friday has been picking up a lot of steam. I mean, for real. Um, Driver and Nation. It's, it's and, everybody, and everybody likes the groove of the three of us. So if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out. It's a little bit earlier. So you could be out driving. It's a call-in show. You can join us by just calling and not and not even using a StreamYard no video link, but just call in. But if you do want to use a video link, we will send you one as yeah, well. Yeah, but I mean, like for people, I'll, we don't mind if you're out working for that show. If you're out working, it's no. fun. Um, we always make it a fun conversation. But um, people seem to like the the vibe lately, and I, I think that it's growing pretty good. So um, check it out. It starts at uh, seven p.m. Eastern to nine p.m. Eastern. Do the math Come for on. the rest. Yep. And. Uh, yeah, we'll see you all tomorrow night, if not uh, soon after. And check out all these channels. And and thank everybody again for everybody here and everybody in the chat and uh, everybody who supports this because I feel like we've talked about a lot in a year. And I feel like we brought a lot of good information and we've had a lot of good questions and conversations. And I'm happy to see those continue. So have a great night, everybody. Peace. Peace.